This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams, so very happy to be with you right here on this Monday morning. It is the day the Lord has made. What do we do? We rejoice and be glad in it, and we praise and thank God for every day of our lives and every breath that we take. He is Lord of Lords, and He is King of Kings. Well, today is the first Monday of the month. That means it's Monthly Marriage Monday. For those of you out there on social media, you can see that my husband, Jack Williams, is in studio with me, and we're both delighted to be with you this morning as we talk about marriage. Oh my goodness, a very big topic, especially at this moment in the history of man. So much to say about marriage, and uh, we're inviting you to give us a call here with any questions or comments that you might have regarding our topic today, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That number is toll free for you right here in North America. And we have Matthew Gabinski on the phones. Yes, we do. He's going to take your call, get it up on the board for us. We will be able to welcome you to our program. You'll be on the air live with us and we will address whatever it is that you're calling in about. Again, that toll free number for you here in North America is 833-288-EWTN. If you're outside of North America, we've got a number for you too. It begins with the country code. It's 1-205-271-2985. Again, that's country code 1-205-271-2985. We have uh, Michael McCall out there today on social media. And is it Michael? It is not Michael. It is not Michael, everybody. Who is it, Jack Williams? I, I, I have absolutely no idea. Okay, I don't know but either. But Michael is not here, so I know it's not him. Well, we it's 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 his guardian angel filling in for him while he's <laughs> not here today. So we've got some social media coming up for you here. If I and, were a uh, betting man, I'd say Charles Beery. Yeah, that's my guess, too. That would be my guess. So is it Charles? It is Charles. It is Charles Beery. Yes, it is. He's doing our social media today. So we invite you to get out to EWTN's uh, 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 radio, EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page and put your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement in there. And the one and the only Charles Beery will retrieve it, and he'll get it up here for us, too. So I've got Matthew on the phones, Charles on social media, and Rich Jesse producing the program today. Uh, Jack Williams in the guest seat, me in the host seat, and we are all ready to go with you today. Inviting she you. is drunk with power. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but it is kind of, you know, it's kind of, it is kind of cool, I just have to say. Uh, anyway, all of that being said, I'd like to invite you at the top of the program to get out there to our website, womenofgrace.com, and see what's going on out there. And I'll tell you what, coming up really, really soon, February 16th, I am going to be at Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church, and Jack is going to be with me. And I'm going to be addressing the parish that night. It's uh, a, a wonderful topic, a very important one. It's uh, thriving as Catholics in a post-truth culture. Culture. 
really important topic to discuss, especially uh, there in State College, right across the street from Penn State University. Uh, we have all kinds of isms that our young people are being influenced by and really preached to about. We want to make certain that we understand who it is that we are as Catholics and how it is that God has chosen us for such a time as this to be the transformers of our day and time by living saintly and holy lives. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll be talking about all kinds of things and how it is that we can meet these challenges uh, that are ours today with faith, hope, trust in God, and a little bit of chutzpah. Yep, all of that put together yields great, fabulous results. I want to let you know that the very next day, February the 17th, uh, I am going to be uh, presenting to women. We're going to be talking about our authentic femininity and how it is that we can bring that to bear upon the culture today. Who is woman is, is basically the question we will be seeking to answer. And hey, guess what? I actually have the answer to that. <laughs> yes, I do. I get it from Holy Scripture and the teachings of Holy Mother Church. So you can't do any better than that. And we'll be talking about how it is that we can execute our call and mission. Uh, and I'll be giving you some steps for success in the afternoon presentation. So if you're in that area, I am inviting you to and join us. Where is that area again? State College, Pennsylvania, Jack. So he's pushing something down there. Oh, right. Now oh, you right. have it on your calendar, don't you? I, I do. Okay, because we've talked about this, friends, but, you know, sometimes you need to repeat See, things once or twice. I thought I had this ready to go, and I don't. Oh, he doesn't have it ready to go. Oh, well, what can I say? Uh, all of that being said, uh, we hope that you are ready to go and that you join us there. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, oh wait, wait. He thinks he has something. Okay, we're going to see. He's pushing buttons. He's got a disappointed look on his face. Oh, no. Well. There's no internet down here. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, let's hear What is that, Jack? It's a Nittany Lion. Oh, my. There you go. Well, You're going to be in State College. I am going to be in State College. I am. Okay. Well, then. That, 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 was, that was interesting, honey. It was, so, a nittany, it was, a, it was a mountain lion. I, I appreciate that. That was a mountain lion. Okay. Well, then. Moving forward. <laughs> A33288 EWTN is the way that you can join us right here on Women of Grace Life. I never know what's going to happen on Monthly Marriage Monday. Pick I, up the phone. <laughs> Everywhere we go, all we hear, we love Monthly Marriage Monday. We love Monthly Marriage Monday. <laughs> Call us on Monthly Marriage Monday. Yeah. You don't have to tell us when you call that you love Monthly Marriage Monday, but you can share in the conversation with us, and we look forward to that. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. And also social media out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. So, Jack, listen, we've got a couple of minutes before we go to the first break, and uh, I want to talk with you about our weekend. We had a great weekend in Boca Raton, Florida, at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church there where we presented a marriage retreat, thriving in marriage in a post-truth culture. You see a theme developing here. Anyway, wasn't it great? It was great. The place was full. It was full. We had just, oh, a beautiful, beautiful uh, packed room with with uh, all kinds of wonderful couples. Uh, very Engaged. beautiful. They it were. Was, it was lovely. 
It was. They were wonderful uh, and uh, very receptive to what it was that we had to share. We'll share a little bit with you about it in terms of what we did share and didn't get a chance to share. The, you know, these days, Gallop Away, friends, I, I, you know, I, the Holy Spirit shows up and it's just like you're out of time and space and you start and then it's over. Uh, but it was a beautiful time. I want to thank Father Dominic, who is the pastor there at uh, St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church for the invitation to come. I want to thank our regional coordinator, Martha Nicoli, and her wonderful husband, Tony Nicoli, uh, who really facilitated uh, the the ins and the outs of this event, uh, making sure that all of the uh, you know uh, development of it from the from the inception of it to the printing of the programs to the execution of the day were all in place, and they did a marvelous job. All of the women of grace that helped this event to take place, I want to thank you too. It was a parish event. But our women in that area came in and uh, really made it something spectacular. Uh, A lovely, lovely day. We'll talk more about it on the other side of the break. But we do want to hear from you. 833-288-EWTN. It's a cheer. We can do it together. 833-288-EWTN. Call us. It's toll free for you right here in North America. Or EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. It's available for you. Chat feature is there to put in your question, comment, insight, inspiration or word of encouragement. Jack Williams, my husband, is on the air with me today. Monthly Marriage Monday, coming right back. Stay with us. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. Up. Oh. Shucks, we had something all worked out here, and I just blew it. I'm so sorry, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. And it's you, force you, of habit, baby. Yeah, well, it's funny it's because you it, because you gave me a little bit of grief about reminding you, <laughs> and then demonstrated why I felt the need to remind you. All right. <laughs> Go for it. (laughs) Get your children and grandchildren together and your spouses if need be. Class is in session. EWTN Kids Faith Adventures features a variety of faithful television programs for children of all ages, (laughs) including Cat Chat, The Friar, Children's Rosary, Tomkin and Blaze, my favorite, Masterpiece Donut Shop, and much more. Visit EWTN.com slash Kids for more. Take it away, John Nett. <laughs> oh, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> 833-288-EWTN. That's the way that you can join us here on Women of Grace Live, where we are clearly live. <laughs> Uh, we invite you to call in with your question or comment. You can also leave your question and comment for us in the chat feature at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. <laughs> My producer's got a question in our studio chat here, you know, like that's where we know what's going on and if we have to communicate with each other. <laughs> and he says, want to start over? It's like, well. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, too bad. Baby. But we, we can't. can't do that. No, we've got to move forward. We've got to truck on here. All right. Listen, um, we were at this beautiful retreat. Uh, we uh, were very, very thrilled to be there. Once again, thanks to everybody that made that happen. Uh, we talked about a lot of good things, but here's Karen, and she's with us. And we've 
begging people to give us a call here. And I sure don't want to frustrate her. Karen in Newark, New Jersey is with us today, friends. Uh, she is listening to us via Sirius XM Station 130. We're happy that you're with us, Karen. So tell us what's going on. Hi, Jeanette. It's huh. not good to beg. You're too wonderful of a woman to beg. You said <laughs> you're begging for people to call. Oh, God, you're cute. Anyway, uh, I am married for 43 years to a wonderful man, um, but uh, and it's not a but. He's a great guy. Um, I'm in um, counseling because I have issues with my kids, but I think that I need to jump the fence and go to marriage counseling and marriage and family counseling. So, Karen, what is indicating that to you? Well... I don't know. I just I, I'm feeling unsettled. And, you know, my husband and I are not on the same page, like regarding our kids mm-hmm. and their issues. So I, I feel as though we need to together go to a Catholic counselor and get some advice. Well, you know, and if I just might say something, Jack, and then I want you to respond. Uh, it's an interesting thing because, uh, Karen, at this retreat that we did uh, on Saturday there at uh, St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Boca, um, we kind of ended the day uh, on on a, on a negative that I hope becomes a positive, and that is the marriage don'ts, D-O-N-T, D-O-N apostrophe T-S, the marriage don't, this is what you don't want to do. And the very last bullet point that we talked about was we don't want to disparage help or counseling when necessary. Uh, so if you're feeling that there's a need there uh, and you're already in, in, in counseling uh, for yourself, but you feel as though this is a, a matter that extends beyond yourself, I, I think it's very wise to do that. Uh, I also want to highlight and underscore the fact that you said a Catholic counselor. Uh, I think it's very important because we have many counselors out there today, some of whom are Catholic even, uh, that will give very secular advice. And the secular advice is dump out of the marriage. You are, you're 43 years in and you well know that there are seasons in marriage that sometimes things are just swimmingly wonderful and then other times it's like you're swimming against the current and it gets a little difficult Uh, and and you might be in one of those periods and to try to work that out is what we're called to do jack uh sure i mean i I don't know what there really much is to add there i think that she's approaching it karen i think you're approaching it from the right perspective um you know Mm -hmm. uh emphasizing the the positive aspects of your husband and, um, you know, and I think that that's, you know, the, the, well, I'm not going to use that analogy. That's not a good, uh, that's not a good, uh, maxim, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, it, I know us and by us, I mean men. And when you find one that after 43 years, you can still say is a wonderful person, you've got a treasure there because we're not wonderful a lot. <laughs> well. You know, you spoke some truth in that, Jack, and I really respect you for saying that. Um, But, you know, right now I'm not saying anything poorly about my sweetheart. Um, I'm at the airport picking him up. He just was in Myrtle Beach for the week golfing with his brother. So, um, you know, I miss him. And, you know, our issue is really with our adult kids. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing. there, There are different ways to approach those 
issues. You know, what, one of the great pieces of advice that I was given once by the president of EWTN, Doug Keck, when we were talking about something in his office, he says, you know, Johnette, after all of these years of management, I've learned one thing. So there's probably 40 ways to do one thing right. In other words, <clears throat> we have different approaches to different things. Trying to find what is the right approach, though, is where I think a counselor could help you. Uh, so, you know, the issue is how do we how do we carve a path forward in this situation together? And I think that that's a really good thing. The other thing that, that we reminded the people this weekend is that, you know, marriage is our vocation, and a vocation always has an interior mission and an exterior mission. The exterior mission is the sign that it's meant to be to the world, a witness to the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, the interior mission is our perfection and our sanctification, uh, which means that we're going to be purified. And that purification often comes in packages like this. You know, so God has great graces for you both in this and um, approaching this together in a way that's going to unpack those great graces is going to be of tremendous, um, not only importance, but tremendous value for you and for the children. Um, do you think he would be open? Uh, yeah, we, we talked about it uh, like within the last month and, you know, I I go to my counselor and like I said to him, I think that you and me should go together. And, like, you know, I, I'm not saying he jumped on it, but he was like, yeah, all right. Well, that's you know, a, so it, there's your green light. That yeah, is a good I thing. know. I got the green light. Now I got to make an appointment. Yeah. And we, and listen, we, we talk, one of the things we talk about always uh, when we do these, these events, and it was a challenge because we, this is usually, you know what we what we generally do is kind of designed for a a Friday evening, all day Saturday, Sunday morning kind of a thing that we tried to cram into one day, uh, and didn't get it all in there. But one of the things that we that we talk about at the very beginning is that you know I, I usually will will make a little joke and I'll say you know ladies I know that most of you are only here because your husbands drug you here <laughs> or dragged you here dragged you here. Thank you, thank you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to do a little exegesis on. Jack, on don't worry. I'm going to get a little, do a little exegesis <laughs> on on, on to drag today <laughs> and find out what's what's the appropriate thing there. But of course, you know, we're, I'm making light of the fact that that you know the the opposite is o- often true. Um, so the fact that he's showing willingness, I think, is a great uh, you know uh, sign for you to begin with. And we talk about that. You know, this is our vocation. You know, and I'm assuming that you all were married in the church. Is that correct? Well, I was. Yeah. I was. So listen, listen. Priests have a mandate that they have to follow. That they have to make a canonical retreat every year. They go through like you mm-hmm. know eight years minimum of formation before they're ordained. And what do we do for marriage, which is the overwhelming majority of the vocation that most of us are called to? What do we give, like a weekend retreat before we get married, for crying out loud? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and then we, yeah. and and do do we take an annual canonical retreat? We ought to. Yeah, um, we certainly should. Yeah, but we you can't should. you can't drag somebody. You know, someone's got to walk in of their own volition. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, yeah. I mean, John, I can tell you firsthand, coercing your spouse into doing something rarely works. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. exactly true. 
So I'm glad that he's willing, and I think you've got, I think that you've got um, the green light, and I would just proceed forward again. Just make sure that the counselor you select is Catholic in every way, even in his or her uh, practice and in what they advise you you to do. All right, sweetie. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for the encouragement, and God bless you guys and your marriage and all of the uh, listeners out there as well. God bless. God bless you you, too, Karen. Karen. God bless you too. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. And Um, go ahead, Jack. Well, well, we we have another caller. And quite frankly, I think I may need to go upstairs and get this caller vetted before we allow him to be on the air. I think he he it I I he makes me nervous. I think it's a little <laughs> dicey. Our our next caller, we have Lester calling in from Hayes, Kansas, who's listening on Divine Mercy Radio. Lester, do you promise to behave yourself if we put you on the air? I will, and my wife is sitting right next to me to keep me in check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not going to make you're not going to make a living. Uh, flying in the face of Donetta. That I've learned. <laughs> oh, is this That's Lester and Donetta? Oh, my goodness. How beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just got home from the Good News Cruise, and you were talking about uh, priests having to go and do a week uh, retreat every year. And so we did our week retreat on the Good News Cruise, and it was wonderful. We've been married 48 great years. And we feel like newlyweds coming home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy for the two of you. Yeah, there were great speakers and everything, and uh, it was very touching. Uh, I couldn't believe, uh, Father Mike Schmitz was there, uh, Archbishop Nauman, just a great cast of people that give speeches and stuff. And I told her, I think it was uh, Father, who was it that gave the homily? Oh, I, it was Father Joseph Krupp was another one there that's kind of a comedian. I don't know if you guys know him, but he gave a homily at one of the masses, and he had it was like about a 10-minute homily, and he had us laughing and crying in 10 minutes. It was just awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, Donetta, what was your perspective? Well, um, I really liked uh, Father Mike Smith's talk. Uh He said that... um, he talked a lot about covenant versus covenant. Uh, what a sacrament is that we're we're entering into a covenant. That's right. You know, and so yeah. he said the sacrament is. Um, you know, he said when you get up there and you say your vows, you know, he said there's going to be a day that you won't feel like loving that person, but I'm going to tell you now by these vows that I promise I will love you. Even through those times, so oh, I always get emotional. But, <laughs> sure. Of course you but, do. Uh, and then, um, what did he say? He said, um, so often as the husband and wife come together, you know, it's renewing that sacrament. And sacraments make us holy, so this is part of being holy. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's true. Uh, we too often in our day and time evaluate everything by how I'm feeling, my emotions, 
and that is not what love is. Love, it, love is is a choice. It's a decision, and those vows keep us in that decision, especially on those days when we feel as though our spouse isn't so lovable. But the news flashes. There's probably days when we're not so lovable too. You know. <laughs> Although imagine I don't. That. <laughs> I know. Imagine such a thing, <laughs> right? Uh, so I'm so happy for the two of you. It's just great to hear your voices. Oh my goodness, I'm yeah, just delighted. I have a suggestion for you and Jack. Oh, okay. Because not everybody can afford the cruise, you know? Yes. So maybe we need to have more, you know, like weekend re- um, conferences, like you have women conferences. Maybe we need to have marriage conferences. More of those just around the country and everything. Well, that's kind of what we do uh, in in various locations, and uh, uh-huh. yeah. So I, but I think that that's an excellent idea, and it is a beautiful opportunity. And you are right. Uh, generally speaking, those are far more affordable. Yeah, there are far there are far more men's conferences and women's conferences than there are couples conferences. For that's sure. exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's important. Uh, You know, we're not the same. uh, So I I think that there's value in both. But, uh, you know, in a men's conference and a women's conference, but there's certainly value in in marriage retreats. Uh, We we all need it. And like you say, you came home like honeymooners. And that is beautiful after 48 years of marriage. And uh, I pray that that's the case for everybody. But we have to we have to make the time. Uh, And, you know, there's a great. You know, and uh, one of the little things that we talk about at these events is that, you know, we need to work, play, talk, and pray. So that comes into the playing part, that, that, that togetherness that you spend, whether that playing, and of course we can take that in a lot of different ways, but whether that's just something that's for pure enjoyment or something that's enriching your marriage, it's necessary to take that time. And it's got to be scheduled in because we live in a busy world. So what's, give, me, give, it, give me one thing that you were reminded of that has really kind of given you a little kickstart? Well, um, that we're assigned to the world. That's right. That we evangelize just by, you know, showing our love and everything in public and our commitment that we've made it this many years and we're joyful about it, you know. And then just being that way in public to everybody, to our family, our kids, our grandkids, anybody we run into, just to be that witness, and that's part of evangelizing and evangelizing marriage, the sacrament you're, of marriage. You're sending a message one way or another, whether you like it or not. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we talked also about loving words, and and I encouraged everybody out there. I said, listen, make sure that you say five loving words, and here I don't mean a singular word, but, you know, word as in a message, uh, five loving words uh, to your spouse every day. Uh, You know, strive for that. It shouldn't be a hard thing to do, right? Uh, But so often we forget that we have to nourish we have to nourish that marital bond that holds us together. Yep, for sure. I agree. Yep, I agree. It was so good well, hearing you from you guys. Hey, all listen. Right. One thing I want to leave all of our listeners with is there are a lot worse places in the world than Hayes, Kansas. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> good people there in Hayes. The two of you oh, are yeah, fine, yeah. fine advertisements. We love you, guys. <laughs> love you, too. God, God bless, bless you. you Bye-bye. Oh, what a lovely thing. Donetta is the uh, founder of Divine Mercy Radio there in Hayes, Kansas. They've got a couple of stations out that way and doing great things for the Lord. Uh, so lovely to know that even in, the, in light of their very busy schedule, they make time 
for each other, and that is so important. We're going to go to a break. You hear that music. We're going to come back. Elizabeth in Texas is with us. You can be with us too, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That's the way you can join us and EWTN Radio's YouTube channel. And Facebook page is available for you too. Coming right back. Stay with us. Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams. It is Monday, the first Monday of the month, and that is Monthly Marriage Monday with my husband, Jack Williams. He's in studio with me. You can see him if you're out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Uh, And we are looking forward to getting your comments uh, from that source. But we also want to hear from you here in studio, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Pick up the phone. Give us a call here. Elizabeth did. And Elizabeth is a first-time caller in Texas. And she is listening to us via Guadalupe Radio Network. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you? Good morning, Jonette. I'm doing okay. Thank you. How are you? Very well. Thanks for calling. I'm glad you're doing very well. I met you at um, uh, I Make All Things New conference in Corpus Christi, Texas, and you held my hands and said that you're just getting a glimpse of God's love for me. Yes. And I never forgot that, but during that conference, I've had supernatural experiences that I can't explain to you, but I don't don't know how to bring God into my marriage and still have a marriage with God when I feel like like they're opposed in each other. I can't explain that. Um, other than I'm asking for spiritual direction that I can't get anywhere that I've tried, that what do I do in my marriage? Of I knew my husband since 84. We have seven children, two grandchildren, and one on the way. How do well, He's coming closer to God, too, through the Divine Mercy Tentacle, and yes. also Michael Schmidt's, um, uh, what do you call it, a podcast in a day about... Bible in a year. Bible in a year. Yeah. Okay, and I just, can you just help me on my my torn between God and my husband, and why is it this is? Well, I don't... Yeah, so... So mm-hmm. remember that, you know, when God entrusts a vocation to us, whether it's the vocation mm-hmm. of marriage or the vocation of the priesthood or religious life, uh, one of the uh, aspects of that, as we talked about with regard to vocation, is this interior purification and sanctification. And that is what the spiritual life is all about. Uh, so as we draw closer and closer to God, our heart opens up broader and broader and broader. But what's supposed to be happening there is that this, this movement forward this progress in our relationship with God is meant to be a lived experience in and through the vocation that he entrusts to us. Um, Otherwise, we really are not operating in the fullness of the Spirit, and we're not living out true vocation. We might be living out, uh, you know, an occupation or a state in life, but it's not imbued with the very power of God. So there uh, is no real tension or conflict between a very deep spiritual life 
and the vocation that God's entrusted to you. Uh, they're, they're meant to work together to, to be a, a, a composite, to form a whole. Uh, so, uh, you know, your call and mission as a wife, uh, as a spouse, is, is to be open to that infilling uh, of grace that God gives you in your time of prayer and through the reception of sacraments, uh, especially through the, the, the matrimonial graces that you receive, uh, to be uh, this conduit of divine and holy love in your marriage. Now, that is hard to live out every day because we're imperfect people, but this sanctification uh, process that takes place uh, through our time of prayer and through uh, the sacramental structure of our church uh, will lead us in that direction more and more. So uh, to love our Lord is not to be cheating on your husband. Uh, to love your husband is not cheating on our Lord. Um, I'll tell you a very beautiful thing, too, uh, is that um, Quite frankly, as, as, as we approach our spouses in, in those moments of great intimacy and love uh, that comes by way of marriage, um, you know, in a sense, not only are we loving our spouse, but we're loving our Lord in the sense that uh, we're loving the, the beautiful gift that God gives to us from the other. So I, I think that sometimes just approaching the great reality that that the marital covenant is in light of the way in which marriage is lived uh, will help for you to um, overcome this sense of, of cheating. Yeah, and, I, and it, the situation, the way that you described it, I just want to caution you to one potential pitfall here, and that would be to to, ta- to take sort of an all-or-nothing mentality about these things and about the things that the Lord is working in your life, okay? So the Lord may very well be inspiring all of these things, these wonderful things that are happening within you, and you you certainly don't want to race out ahead of your spouse in this regard, but if he is not as gung-ho about some of these things as you are, um, that doesn't necessarily, you know, that's not saying in and of itself that maybe this is not from the Lord, right? But the, I guess what I'm saying is you need to you need to make a distinction between the things that the Lord is speaking to your heart and the way that you share your spirituality with your husband. You, they're not mutually exclusive. If he doesn't receive on the level that you think he should, it doesn't mean that he's all wrong, or it doesn't mean that you should get rid of these things that you think the Lord's working in your life, um, because it's not an either or, it's a both and kind of a situation. And I don't feel like I'm explaining this very clearly based on the blank expression that I'm getting back from my wife. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I, I accept that. And uh, I have another question. Um, Mary Medjugorje said, if you did anything permanent, it's better to remain celibate. I got my tubes cut after my last son, and I, I have regrets for that even though I was 38 and had problems, but it's that I didn't get the permission, but I sort of did. Um, I don't, I don't feel comfortable anymore in in intimacy. How do you deal with that? Okay. So, okay. So you, let's talk about this. This is very important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's Mm -hmm. the thing. Um, now, when you had your tubes tied and you say Mm -hmm. you didn't get permission, I don't quite understand what that means. Okay, so the the I had conflict with my priest at the time back then, and he come up to uh, 
a lady had come up to me, and I had had, um, I don't know, a kid. I was only two weeks into having a baby, and I was at church because I wanted to be with the Lord because he's sustained me. It's a long story, but yeah. Father had this sermon that hurt me so deeply. It's about why people have children. is every other reason beside God. And now God knows who I had them for and why I had them, because it was hard for me to use natural family planning. I'm not... I'm not of the, I am not totally religious. I'm of the world, too. I mean, I'm telling you, I, it's my weakness. But anyway, so he told this, this lady at church that she was okay to have a tube tied because she had five children and that she wasn't using sex for any other reason. So when she, she, when she relayed that to me, and I said, well, that's permission. If he gives her permission, why can't I have permission? I'm not using it for any other reason. Okay, so, and it's always not my desire. Uh, uh, I don't always desire it. Okay, so so let let's let's talk about this. First of all, okay. the the the, the yeah. priest the priest wrongly informed the other party because tubal ligation is most definitely against church teaching and is a serious sin because we're frustrating uh, the, 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 the conjugal relationship between the husband and the wife. We're frustrating its primary end, which is the procreation of children. That's its primary end. That's why God gives us the capacity. But not its only end. I, yeah, I was going to get to that. What I want to say is he misinformed this woman, all right? Um, so there's that. Uh, so in a certain sense, because of his misinformation, you were misled in your thinking process. There's a culpability there on his part. Um, so the the fact of the matter is uh, that that the having a tubal ligation is a mortal sin. So, but there is a lessening of culpability when we have been misinformed on these issues. A lot of priests have told women it's okay to use contraception. That is that is not only poor advice, it is wrong advice. Uh, so the culpability is somewhat lessened. So I want to say that. Um, second of all, um, the fact of the matter is that uh, once the tubes are tied, generally speaking, they cannot be untied because it's really a, a, a surgical procedure uh, that not only it, it actually severs the tube. It's not what we think you can untie a knot. It's not quite that kind of a thing. So that being said, it's a permanent decision. But we do make decisions in our life that are ill-informed with, with full knowledge or with lack of full knowledge. God understands that. And his forgiveness is great and deep. There is no sin that is greater than the mercy of God. So what do we do? We do what we do with any sin. We repent of that sin. We deeply regret that sin right? Um, now, the fact that at that period in your life, you didn't want to have any more children, you know, th that that's a side issue. That's why people do what, what you did, you know? Uh, so there is that. Now, the, 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 the issue, as Jack pointed out, is that though the primary uh, end of, of uh, the coming together of husband and wife in the marriage bed is for the procreation of children, it is not the only end. Uh, the church teaches that that is also, uh, you know, really a nourishment of the marital bond. And so it is, it is something that even after you are no longer able to conceive children for any reason, simply because a woman goes through menopause and can no longer conceive a child, or, you know, or she's had a tubal ligation or the husband, uh, again, mistakenly has a, a, a vasectomy, uh, that doesn't negate the, the secondary uh, uh, end of, of that marriage, which is of uh, the coming together of husband and wife, which is the nourishment of the marital bond. 
Um, and so, you know, there there is that. Um, if, if there is an issue there in terms of desire, well, that's another matter. Uh, and that is something that, that needs to be thought through and, and looked at, both from a physiological standpoint um, as well as from an emotional standpoint. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that is the celebration. You know, this is going to sound odd, you know, but this is church teaching. The, the, coming together as husband and wife in the marriage bed is a celebration of the sacrament. It is the way in which this beautiful, beautiful vocation of marriage uh, becomes who God is. God is an act of total self-donation. God's love is an act, which is what all loved I- love is. And what is it? it is an act of total self-donation demonstrated for us so, so, so uh, profoundly with the gift of His Son to the world. Uh, but even in the in the theological teaching of the of the Trinity. The love of the Father for the Son and the love of the Son for the Father spirates, breathes life, which becomes personified, and that is the Holy Spirit, right? The coming together of the husband and wife, open to the possibility of life, is doing the same. So, but that celebration, that that, that action is something that is meant to continue to nourish and to image God, whether the party can conceive or not conceive. So, you know, this, this, this right thinking about what it is that is involved in this beautiful covenantal relationship of man and woman uh, should be spoken about more frequently in our churches, uh, especially in those uh, preparatory programs that are there for uh, engaged couples, which unfortunately are not uh, long enough, I don't think. But, um, so Elizabeth, there's there there is not meant to be this conflict, this this between your spiritual life and uh, your your marital life, because what you're doing in the coming together as husband and wife, in the loving of each other through the ups and the downs of life, and the 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 the, the situations and circumstances that occur in your daily life, is you are loving God together and through each other. That's the great reality. It's amazing. Yeah, no, you're abs- you're absolutely correct, and and there are you know this, you know the the life in this world for a believer is a battlefield That's in many right. ways, and all of us, all of us, are wounded and broken people That's right. on some level, and you know the the what you're experiencing that you described to us, um, you know Elizabeth, you're not the only person no, who, right. who feels that way. And Johnette just ex- explained it so beautifully that the marital embrace is is designed to teach us how to love God. And there are many, many components to a meaningful physical relationship within marriage mm-hmm. that we have to, as individuals, um lay ourselves down in order to get to a position where this is a comfortable situation for us. And that's just a foreshadowing of what we have to do to have the right relationship with God. We have to be willing to do the same thing to get close to him that we have to do to be close to our spouse in those moments. That's right. 
um, oftentimes, you know, Elizabeth, um, there is a sacrifice that is involved. Uh, you know, that's how, did, how is it that God demonstrated his love through the sacrifice of his son, right? So we, we are certain to have the cross at certain moments in marriage. And I'm not talking just about this most intimate part of marriage, uh, but I'm talking about in the day-to-day struggle. But it is, it is in, 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 in those moments when it's tougher to love, whether it's loving in a sexual way or loving in a, uh, you know, a, a, demonst- a, a demonstrative way in the midst of um, disagreements, etc., um, it is it is it is an act of loving God to love our spouse and to find God in our spouse, uh, and so. Uh, you know, I would encourage you. One other little thing I want to mention here, Jack, that I think is important and, and might be helpful too, Elizabeth, and I know we're doing a lot of talking here, but uh, your question is a very deep one and we want to give you every benefit. Uh, but uh, one of the other things is oftentimes, and I've experienced this in my own life because, my dear, I can share, I can share your action. Um, uh, one of the things I think sometimes is that um, when we, you know, every sin wounds us in some way. And sometimes those wounds of the heart, these deep regrets that we have, can color and influence the way in which we see ourselves and our willingness to move forward in certain areas. And so I, I would I would encourage you, since you do have a deep prayer life, obviously, I would encourage you uh, to, to take to take this whole issue before the Lord, um, especially uh, any kind of regret that you have in this regard, or uh, even even realizing that this was an affront to God in, 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 a, in a very serious way, I would take that to the Lord and talk with him about it and ask him to send his healing graces to you, you know, to, to heal any, any impediment interiorly that could be there that could be uh, causing this kind of a conflict in you. Uh, I, I know that in my own life, you know, this is something that I do routinely and regularly uh, because sometimes the way that we act is directly related to something that needs to be healed. And God allows the emotion uh, to rise up so that it, it, it becomes for us sort of like a um, an inkling into where it is that he wants to work in us. And, th- and that might be the case there. You know, just like if you, if you hurt your leg, mm-hmm. you would have to make accommodations for that. You would limp. And people would see it. Well, the thing, same thing happens internally. You know, if we have a wound of the heart, we are going to limp in some way, and that's going to be reflected in how we react to people and situations. Jack, that is a that is a really wonderful metaphor. That is a really, really wonderful metaphor. Uh, so think of it that way. Just ask the Lord. You know, if there there's a limp here, Lord. You know, what is the, what is the uh, genesis of that limp? And, and, you know, please give me your healing graces to resolve it. Uh, and he will do that. He, oh, he makes haste to help us when we're vulnerable before him. And you've mentioned the areas in which your husband has really started to uh, grow in his walk with the Lord. And I would, I would cling to those with a death grip. That's right. <laughs> yeah, hold on to those, Elizabeth. I hope this has helped you, honey. Thank you. Just, just to, it's a relief just to get it out, but just pray for me. I'll pray for you guys, too. Thank okay, you. Okay, Elizabeth, you've got it, honey. God bless you now. For sure. Yeah. You know, Jack, and this is the other thing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, God... God designs for us the vocation that he knows is the vocation that is going to be the one 
that will purify and sanctify us uh, so that we might be whole, uh, W-H-O-L-E, whole in him. And, and so, um, you know, we all come into uh, moments in life, and our, our vocations really become mirrors of it, of areas where healing is necessary. I think that's true of the priesthood as much as it is for religious, uh, religious uh, vocation to the religious life, uh, consecrated life, um, as well as it is to marriage. God wants to use that to be the, 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 the crucible in which these things um, you know, that, 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 that are the dross of our life become the fire tried gold. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. And, and we look at, you know, there's just so many things, you know, Dr. Janet Smith, you know, puts it in a way that I have always found to be so clear and refreshing, you know, is that the marital embrace is intended for two things, babies and bonding. That's it. Do we put an emphasis as a culture on either one of those? Neither. Not just no, but hell no. That's right. And it's all about hedonism and pleasure. Yeah. And that's just the fact of the matter. And that wounds all of us. That's exactly right. Well, we're coming to the close of the program here in a couple of minutes. And I just wanted to give, do you want to say something? No, no, okay. I just wanted to give uh, everybody, uh, you know, just, just something to think about and to ponder. Uh, and, you know, maybe one of these will speak to you today and give you some direction and guidance on what to do. Uh, we're going to start with the what to do. And if we have time for the don'ts, we'll do those. Otherwise, we'll do them another time. But here, here are some what to do's, marriage do's, or keys to a happy marriage that uh, were given by Bishop uh, Fabian Bruskowitz many years ago uh, when he was ordinary in the Diocese of Lincoln. First of all, commit to praying as a couple. That heads the list. Commit to praying as a couple. Um, and we have no excuse as Catholics. We have 2,000 years of beautiful prayers. That's right. You don't even have to take on the burden of making something up. That's right. And this weekend, uh, Father Michael uh, Chachoflion was with us for this day, a Maronite priest, and he talked about uh, the power of three Hail Marys. And he says every couple should pray three Hail Marys in the morning together and three Hail Marys at night. Start there and see where it goes. All right? Commit to praying as a couple couple. Practice togetherness. Notice the word practice. In our culture and in our world today, it is very, very hectic, and it's hard to get together. We have to practice and make it. Roll out hyper-possessiveness. Roll out hyper-possessiveness. Share thoughts and feelings, right? Women are better at this than men. I love you, Janet. I love you, Jack. Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) There's our little nice message. Uh, Respect one another. Respect one another and respect one another's conscience, right? So just some keys to a happy marriage. Which one strikes you today? Maybe that's the one the Holy Spirit wants you to start with. Jack? Um, Yeah, I I agree. You want to do the don'ts real quick? Um, I can try really fast. Let me just get to them. Don'ts. Don't assume motivations. Don't, we could do a whole show on that. Yeah, we could. Don't create false narratives. Don't use absolutes. Don't ruminate or brood. Don't accuse or point the finger. 
Don't use harsh language or a harsh tone of voice and don't disparage help or counsel when necessary. Just some things to think about. Maybe we'll start to unpack those um, as we move through our marriage. Maybe next month. Yeah, maybe next month we'll do that. Yeah. Well, friends, it's been great being with you today. You hear that music, Jack Williams, my husband and my guest every first Monday of the month for Monthly Marriage Monday. Circle it on your calendars. Tell your friends about it. We love being with you. Uh, It's always a wonderful opportunity to spend time together having holy conversation. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Until we have that opportunity, may God richly bless you. Bye-bye now.